Hello, and welcome to the Equipping Godly Women podcast, where we help busy Christian moms find practical ways to grow in faith and family, no matter how busy they are. Today's podcast is brought to you by the Equipping Godly Women membership community, the place to get the mentorship, training, and encouragement you need to be the amazing Christian woman God is calling you to be. Learn more at equippinggodlywomen.com slash membership. Otherwise, let's go ahead and dive on into today's podcast. Does your children's constant complaining and grumbling ever drive you crazy? If so, you're not alone. It's an issue that happens in a lot of families. That's why today I'm so excited that we get to speak with Trisha Goyer, author of the book, The Grumble for a Year, 12 Months, 11 Family Members, and One Impossible Goal that comes out this week. Now, Trisha is a pretty busy lady. She is a Wall Street Journal bestselling author of 70 books, a speaker, and a homeschooling mom of 10 kids, seven of which she adopted from foster care. So she has a lot going on, but I'm so excited. She took the time out of her busy schedule to talk to us today about how she conquered grumbling and complaining in her family, the steps that she took, what that looked like for her, and how we also can help get rid of some of the constant grumbling and complaining that happens in our families as well. So if this is an issue that you deal with with your children or your spouse or yourself, definitely stay tuned for today's episode. All right. Well, today we are talking with Trisha Goyer. Trisha, will you start us off by just telling us a little bit about you, your family, and your background? Sure. Well, I live in Little Rock, Arkansas with my husband, and we've been married 29 years, and we have 10 kids. Um, so I was a teen mom. I had my oldest when I was 17, and it was actually during my pregnancy that I recommitted my life to God and started praying for a future husband. Um, then after I had my son, I met and married John, and we had two more kids, and we were just booking along. I was homeschooling, and then I started writing and speaking, and then God called us to adoption, and um, we've adopted seven kids. So our kids now ra uh, age range is between the ages of 30 and 8 years old. So <laughs> I have ki older kids, I have teenagers, I have little kids. We are in the middle of it all. Yeah, you have a 10 going on. And I love how you just glossed over that. You're like, oh, I do a little bit of writing and homeschooling. And <laughs> you adopted seven kids and you're a Wall Street Journal bestselling author and all of the things um, that are your life. So I'm really curious today about your latest book that is coming out, The Grumble Free Year. Will you tell me a little bit um, of the backstory of this book, how that got started and what that looked like in your family? Yeah, absolutely. So um, yeah, I've written over 70 books and you know, I've just started writing when I was 22, the stay-at-home mom with little babies. Um, and over the years, I've written fiction and nonfiction. But in the last um, couple years after adopting all these kids, I've been writing a lot more parenting books. And we dealt with a lot of anger um, when we brought our kids home from foster care. Our oldest girls had been in foster care for um, eight years. And so they just had a lot of anger, a lot of issues. 
And so my last book was Calming Angry Kids. And so once we got past the anger, it was still like there's there's still a funk in our home. I don't know how to describe it. It's there. We're getting we're not doing the big explosive stuff anymore. But there's a lot of grumbling. There's a lot of complaining. There's a lot of, you know, I mean, there's first of all, there's a lot of people in our house. There's 11 people in our house because my grandma, who's uh, 90 in a couple of weeks, actually lives with us, too. And um, so there's just a lot going on in our home. But there's scrumbling that just made us all like the days were just hard and long and everyone was complaining and so my husband and I talked about like we really need to do something um, to get past this grumbling and so we said what if we set up a challenge and we try to go a year without grumbling we were on in the middle of this road trip um, I was speaking in Seattle Washington and we drove from Little Rock to Seattle Washington which was like 3,000 miles this was crazy um, and we're like okay we we needed we need to challenge our kids to do better and so we talked about it um, about having this challenge and some were like yes we want to do it some were like this is impossible there's no way I mean they're already grumbling about the idea of the crumble for a year um, but we told them you know we're gonna we'll plan a big family trip to celebrate at the end of the year like we wanted to be worthy of working towards like that we were not gonna forget it we're not gonna try something for um, just a couple days and then it'll be done so we actually told them like we'll go on a family cruise like not nothing big and extravagant but a short family cruise if you guys are willing to stick through it with a year and so it came down to me and John like trying to figure out what we can do how we could train our kids and then we launched into it some kids like I said were more excited than others but we all decided to do it that's awesome so how did you get them on board was it just that they were motivated by the idea of a cruise or did you have to basically bribe them to do this or how did you get buy-in from your family you know, I think at first they were probably motivated by the idea of a cruise, like, yay, let's go on a cruise, let's do this. Um, but I think once we actually sat down and started looking through it, like, how are we going to do this? We, we, we started explaining grumbling and how it's not just us having bad attitudes, but really God finds offense with grumbling. And we started um, by, you know, reading through Exodus is a great <laughs> book of the Bible to read through. And the Israelites are grumbling over and over and over and over again. And after a while, they're like, won't those people just stop grumbling? Like God's doing so much. And I'm like, exactly. Like, this is all of us. This is me. This is you guys. Like we're, we're hurting God because over and over again, we're saying like, what you're doing is not enough. And so I think once they got that idea, like this is a serious thing. It's just not complaining, but it's offending God it's offending each other then they were willing to to try it and know like this is something we're going to do plus um since we homeschool it's something that I brought up like you know every week we would have something we would either be reading or a memory verse so it just became like anything else in our school day like this is something we're going to work on and I think because we made it be a year and we made it be things like we're not going to solve this overnight but let's look at this one thing at a time um, it made it doable for all of us. So you mentioned that they were homeschooled. So I'm sure that made it a little bit easier that they were home with you. But did you have any issues with outside influences or media or friends or family or other things outside of your home that made it more difficult that you had to limit or restrict? You know, that's a really good question. And and I think because these uh, the kids that we have now in our home, the younger ones, they were all adopted. 
um, especially that we have some that were adopted as preteens and teens, they came with a lot of influences. So um, they had already come like movies that they had seen. I'm like, I cannot believe you've watched that movie or the music that they've listened to or just the stuff that they heard or the environment when they were little that they were they grew up around. So they already had a ton of influences that were negative. So really, it's kind of like changing their thoughts about things and and things that you don't even think of that were maybe good that they thought were good or bad is flipped for example when we adopted our little guys that were two and five I was a, a boy and a girl um they would see a police officer and they say police hide and I'm like no no police is police are our friends like we are thankful so we had to like go out of our way to show them that policemen are good and we every time we see a policeman or a policewoman we would go up and say thank you so much for your service and now that changed their attitude so I think because there was so much set in their minds already it really came to saying actually that is a grumble or actually this is how we we need to be thankful instead so it came to doing like the outside influences were already there so it just came to like switching their minds around on things um, especially if they've been raised kind of in a different environment at first. But I think what was helpful is one of the first activities we all did is our very first day we sat down and did this. We talked about like the grumbling isn't just your words. Like grumbling can be rolling your eyes. Grumbling can be slamming the cupboard because you don't want to put away the dishes, but mom's making you. And so then they started looking at it and they said, oh, well, so-and-so whines and I actually mumble under my breath and one's like, I definitely definitely rolled my eyes and so we actually got out a whiteboard and listed all the different ways we grumbled and that kind of just helped us to see like it's not just words it's like either whether it's been things that we learned to do growing up or things that we just became a habit each of us had different ways of grumbling so did you put into place some kind of rules or guidelines for this challenge where okay these things are off limits and this is the consequences if you do this or you have to do this x number of times or was was it really structured like that or was it just like a um informal for a year we're all going to try our best kind of thing well the funny thing is that i sat down because i knew i wanted to like capture this and create a book like that was like we're and plus i knew that would keep me accountable like if i have to write about this and know that i'm working on it in a book that i'm going to have to like we're going to have to keep doing it so it's not something that again i'm just going to work on for a week and then it's going to be done so i was like taking notes of like the conversations we had and the different ways that we handle things and first of all it started with me like i realized how much i grumble and then when i'm in a grumbly mood and like upset because everyone's um you know not picking up their stuff then it just would kind of be the ripple effect but when it came to like having a strategy the things that I thought would work did not work um like you said like if there's consequences or different things so one of the things I had set up was a gratitude jar and I thought okay this is like one of the rules if, if you grumble and in, in, in your cot grumbling you're gonna have to go instead and write something that you're grateful for so I thought, you know, that makes sense because you're kind of replacing gratitude with grumbling. And I, that's going to be the consequence. You have to go <laughs> write a gratitude. Well, the first time we tried it, um, my daughter, who was, I think, almost 13 at the time, um, you know, she was grumbling about doing one of her chores. And I said, OK, go write a gratitude. 
I don't want to write a stupid gratitude. Well, I'm like, well, now you have to write two gratitudes. And I'm like following her because I had gone to her room to tell her that she needed to do her chore. And so she's grumbling as she's going down the stairs. I'm like, okay, that means three. Well, by the time we actually got to the gratitude jar, like walking across the house, she was up to nine. And she's like, this is dumb. And so she just scribbled something in the paper and threw it in there. And I'm like, okay, that is not working. <laughs> That consequence is not working. Um, so what we did instead was when we are feeling grateful, I'd say, oh, you know what? You're feeling grateful right now. Like they say, thank you, mom, for whatever. Let's go write something then. Like so when we're already feeling gratitude. And so I tried to, instead of just focusing on when they're grumbling, when they do something right, when they started like going and doing their dishes with a good attitude or not a grumbling attitude, I'd start like praising them big time then. And so really, instead of just thinking of like, what consequences can we have? How can I get them to change their responses? And that, that helped so much. And I think so many times we have consequences because we want them to change. But really the goal we're trying to get is we're trying to disciple them. We're trying to teach them how to do things differently. And I know like I'm more motivated when someone's positively encouraging me instead of when someone's jumping on my back all the time. And so we would have like that positive encouragement or we'd just say, you know what, let's just talk about this. Let's talk about this was a hard morning. Let's just talk about like all our attitudes. And when I approach it that way as like teaching them, instead of just like having consequences it made a big difference or even when I apologized for when I was grumbling and that was huge like over and over again I say I didn't respond right I am so sorry will you guys forgive me and I had to do that a lot and then they saw that this was something that I was working on too so it came to be like more of a teaching thing and it kind of went with the flow of whatever was going on in our lives at that time um, instead of just like having consequences because that did not work at all that's a great way to look at it. I love how you said that it is teaching our kids instead of just giving them consequences to death, which I mean, there's a time for that too, but that we're teaching and discipling our kids of this is what it looks like and this is how we do things and this is how we behave. Can you share with us any additional um, tips or tricks or strategies that you learned throughout the year of just little things that moms can do to help their kids be more thankful and less grumbly? Yeah. So, you know, I talked about starting with us first, which was a huge thing. And then I talked about apologizing and then figuring out our own grumble styles. And I think just letting them know that um, you see like whatever is going wrong. So for example, they're grumbling because they're hot and tired. And so, you know, say they say, this is stupid, uh, you know, if they're at practice or waiting for a sibling to get out of practice, just acknowledging their uh, that, you know, that that's not a good, perfect situation. So I'd say, I can see you are hot and tired. Um, and, you know, we're going to have five more minutes tonight. Then we're going to go get a drink of water. The car is going to be cool. We're going to head home. And I think just acknowledging, because I think, again, we jump right into having consequences. It'd be so easy to say, you're grumbling again. You're grumbling again. Instead of just acknowledging that things are not going well. And um, one situation that we had is that... Um, we were probably three quarters of the way through our year and we had gone to that big Build-A-Bear thing. Um, when, uh, you know, if you stand in line, well, if you go to Build-A-Bear, you could get your, your bear for your age. So if you were one, the bear would be a dollar. So we showed up that day and there was hundreds of people online. And like, I'm like, are you sure you guys want to do this? And I'm like, yeah, we want to do it. Well, we had no idea how long it would take. 
And so it ended up, we were in line for nine hours in the mall waiting to get the bears. And so, you know, as we're standing there, I mean, there's a lot of things to grumble about. We're waiting in line. They were hungry. And so we just say, look at this. How fun. We get to have mall food. So, you know, we just got to switch that, kind of switch the attitudes around. Um, But when we got to the end of the Build-A-Bear line, they, like, we, after waiting nine hours, we were at the threshold. We were going to be the next one going in. And I see all the the people, like the security people, talking to each other. And they're talking in their little walkie-talkie things. I'm like, oh, no. They're going to shut this thing down. They're not going to let us in. And so I end up asking the guy, like, are we going to be able to go in and get our bear? And they said, um, actually, we the mall has to shut down. So everyone's going to be able to come and get a bear, but we can't stuff them anymore. Like, you're just going to be able to get the bear. So we were the next ones in line. And the first thing I thought is, of course, we're doing the grumble for years. Because <laughs> like, this is going to be another challenge. And so we ended up telling the kids, um, you know, okay, we're going to be able to get the bear, but we're not going to be able to stuff them. At first, they were, like, sad and disappointed. I'm like, guess what? We get to be the first one with flat bears. <laughs> and so, we, you know, we talk about them, like, as we're standing there. I'm like, remember what I told you about. When we are disappointed, when we are tired, when we are exhausted, those are times when we grumbled. Again, it went back to the training. Um, but this gives us an opportunity to show these people. Like, these people are tired, too. The security guards are tired, too. There's all these people in line. We can show them how to have a good attitude so again in this moment when we are we're exhausted from standing nine hours it's like pointing out what things are wrong pointing out what how our attitudes can be better and then choosing to like turn our grumbles into gratitude like we are going to be able to come back we get to come to the mall again <laughs> you know so we went in we got our flat bears and on the way home we ended up made a video like best day ever we got flat bears so again it just i think going back and just acknowledging what the problem is acknowledging that it's not easy but then giving them like tips to help in the moment um i think is something that all of us can do to help our kids Okay, so let's fast forward to the end of the year. I want to know, was your experiment successful? Would you consider it like it was such a great experiment and it went really well? Or was it not successful? You know, I would say um, you can't define success as like we never grumble again. (laughs) So if I were to find find success as that, like, then no, we, we still grumble. There's still times our kids complain. I would say overall, in general, we definitely grumble much less. And when um, things are happening that we are prone to grumble, I found myself and our kids like checking our attitude and knowing like, okay, let's, let's learn how to deal with this. Um, but we also learned how to be more thankful for things. And so, you know, as we're getting close to the end of the year, we talked about all this, like, did we change? Are things different? And I really didn't notice how much we changed until I started going back. Cause I was like taking notes all through the year. So I had notes of like conversations at the beginning of the year. And I realized like a lot of stuff, especially like around chores were like, it would turn into full blown like fights with some of my preteens and teenagers over doing their chores, I realized like, oh, we're not doing that anymore. So yeah, that you know, there might be grumbles here and then, but overall, like our, our attitudes are a lot better. But also in the midst of the year, which is something that we never expected, um, we started in August. In November, my grandma broke her back and she lives with us. And so we went into full-time caring for her mode. Like she was flat on her back. 
couldn't get out of bed. I was up with her multiple times during the night. There was therapists coming in. And in the midst of that, um, my grandma, she has dementia. So she can't remember like even if she ate breakfast, but she'd be broken back, flat on her back, singing praises to Jesus. And I would, we would be sitting there doing homeschool and we just would hear her and we're like, this is what it's about. Like she can grumble because she's flat on her back with her broken back, but instead she's praising Jesus. And so not only I think do we grumble less, I think we learn that even in hard stuff, we could praise God more. And so if you like were to see my kids like anywhere and say, what did you learn during the grumble free year? They would probably mention their grumble free style or their grumble styles that they try to catch themselves. And they would also mention how grandma like showed them how to praise more. Um, and I think so in those terms, it's successful because I think that's something that we could carry through life that they can learn how to like evaluate themselves but also realize that even in hard situations they can praise god that's awesome and i love how you talk about that they have their own grumble styles that they know and i just feel like that would be something that would be so useful for any of us who have grumbling and complaining in our families to stop and take a minute and to think okay when do I grumble and what does my grumbling look like? What does it look like most for me and how can I prevent that? Um, but my question for you, I'm very curious, is we know that this is something that happens in a lot of families. Why do you think it is that grumbling can so easily get so out of hand and be so pervasive in families? Yeah, I think it's, it goes down to basically all of us are selfish. <laughs> all of us want comfort and want things to have our, be in our own way. Um, and I think when you have, I mean, no matter whether you, you have just two people in your family or whether you have 11 people in your family, it all is like our wants and needs going against everyone else's wants and needs. And, um, you know, we have to learn like in life, you're not always going to get what you want and you're not always going to be comfortable and things aren't going to go easy. You know, we can't just lay around and watch YouTube all day. I mean, you know, there's things we have to do. And so I think it comes down to human nature. Um, where, you know, we're all created beings and we all want to worship, but that ends, that starts with worshiping ourselves. Like we all want to have our own comfort and our own ease. And so I think in our families, it goes to taking our, our attention off of what we want and what we want in the moment to focusing on like, first of all, what's better for our family or what's good for our family. And then also ultimately, what does God ask of us? And he asks us, you know, um, there's scripture verses we memorize, like do everything without grumbling and complaining. Like, like he knows that it's a heart issue and he knows that if we're putting our attention off of ourselves and onto other people and onto him, that our whole attitude about everything will change. And we see people, you know, as they get grow to be adults and they're only concerned about themselves and their comfort and the things that they want. And um, ultimately they're, li they're living miserable lives because you'll never have everything you want you know you, you have all these things and then you'll still want more and more and more and so really it comes down to um all of us are human but all of us can learn to be grateful and to turn to god and to seek him and to to realize like once we are turning our attention towards others and to tor towards him um even though we're denying ourselves we actually will find joy there so how do we know when our kids are grumbling if it's something that we should just ignore because it's not a big deal or when it reaches the point where we really have to address this perhaps through a 12-month challenge um, how do we kind of decide do i ignore this do i let it go or do i really have to do something about this yeah and i would say really um i mean 
ignoring it is probably if you ignore it, it's just going to continue and it's just going to grow. And um, I mean, there is times when my husband and I will realize like this is the reason that they're grumbling. And for that moment, we will like not engage with our child and let it blow up. Um, but ultimately it's going to be something we need to teach our child. So, you know, I mean, little kids grow into, you know, toddlers grow into school age children who grumble, who grow into teenagers who grumble, who grow into adults, if we don't address the issues, but we do have to, um, you know, in the, there are, there will be moments where we'll have to say, you know, this is not the moment to address this issue. For example, we have a daughter who, um, she just turned 12 and we adopted her when she was five and she really does not do well at, in transitions. Um, even if there's exciting things, like anything that's off of her normal schedule, she has a hard time with. So she was having a birthday party, um, a couple weeks ago and she was the night before she's like, I didn't invite someone and someone's going to hate me. And she's just grumbling and we're and and our minds were like, Hey, we're taking you to the trampoline park. Like we just put out a lot of money. You need to be thankful. But because I know her, I know that this is an anxiety thing. I know that it, it's something, um, it's not just in the moment she's complaining, but really she's feeling a lot of anxiety because she feels it during every transition. So instead of like giving her consequences, um, trying to like, you know, jump on her for grumbling, we would say, well, tomorrow I, I think you'll feel differently. You know, just why don't you go take a shower and get ready for bed and kind of like almost dismissing it in the moment. But then the next day she did wake up with a much better attitude. And so I was able to say, you know what, last night when you were just like grumbling about your birthday party, all these things, that's something called anxiety, <laughs> you know, and it's, it's hard during transitions. Sometimes we may feel anxious and we don't know how to handle it. So we might grumble, but just know that when you start feeling that way, that you could talk to us about it, you know, we don't just need to sit there and grumble. And so it was, it became a, a teaching thing. So sometimes in the moment, is not the right time to deal with it. But just so we know, like, okay, I'm, I'm purposely not talking about this or not trying to, you know, I'm not really ignoring it because I know I'm going to address it later. It makes a big difference. But we do have to teach our kids. Like, we do have to train them. We need to teach them. And even if it is something like anxiety or they are hot and tired or all those things, you know, over time when we're teaching them how to how to correctly communicate, how to be grateful for what we do have, um, it will make a difference in the long run. So I want to hear, before we finish up this interview today, I want to hear more about your book, The Grumble Free Year. Is this more memoir style of just a story of you and your family, or is this more a how-to instructional parenting guide? Um, tell us more about your book, what we will find in it, who it is ideally for, um, anything that we would need to know. Good. That's a great question. So what it is, is the beginning of each chapter is kind of the memoir style. So we go through the whole year, like I said, from August to August. And so you'll see at the beginning of each chapter, it kind of, um, what season that we're in. We did not date it just, but you'll definitely be able to see like it's Christmas time or whatever, but it does start out with the memoir style. And then it kind of goes into like what we learned or what helped us as a family. Um, but then we have reflection questions. So once you go read through, like, this is what 
the Goyers dealt with. This is what they learned as a family. It has like, how can you apply this to your life? Um, so, you know, talk, one of the questions might be, um, how can focusing on how Jesus lived helped you with your own attitude and grumbling? So again, it turns it back to your family. And then at the end of each chapter, it has your turn where it's actually the action steps. Like, why don't you try this with your family? Why don't you memorize this? Why don't you have a conversation about this? Why don't you, you know, figure out your own grumbling style? So um, I think sometimes it's so easy. I mean, it, sometimes it's hard to figure out like what we need to do with our family. So hopefully by looking at our example and then you could say, okay, I could see how they applied this. Let me try this with my own family. And then it gives steps for people to actually do that. I love it. That is something that's going to be so helpful in so many families, especially as we're kind of in a transition now of the school year just started not that long ago. We have to do new routines and, you know, new things that have to happen, waking up early, doing chores, doing homework. Um, I just feel like this is something that's going to be so helpful for so many moms and so many families. Um, so thank you so much for that. Before we end this episode. Is there any other piece of advice or wisdom that you would just love to share? You know, I think what I think overall, the, ho the hope that I give people is that when you take little steps, it will make a difference at the end of the year. And there were like months, I'm like, we haven't changed at all. This is going to be stupid. We're, you know, what am I going to write in this book? Or how am I going to help other people when we can't even, you know, do it ourselves? But when we finally got closer to the end, like taking note of the changes. So all the scriptures we read, the Bible stories we read, the times when we prayed about it, the times that we worked on stuff, the conversations we had, like it wasn't noticeable, you know, after the first month or after the second month, you know, maybe little tiny things, but definitely by the end of the year, as we worked on it step by step by step, I realized like, wow, that made a big difference in our whole attitudes as a family, I would say our house is like 80% more peaceful now. I mean, it's just a big difference, but it takes a while. And I think so many times when we are in those training our kids and we're trying to do better and we're trying to have better attitudes ourselves and we're trying to have, um, you know, just these, these things that we want our kids to know and how to live their lives. Cause basically it's not just them being kids. It's how they're going to look at all of life, whether they're going to be grumbling or have gratitude we can't often see the changes right away, but if we're faithful and we continue down the right path, it will make a big difference in the end. That is so helpful and encouraging. Thank you, Tricia, so much for your time today um, and coming on this podcast. You've been wonderful. Thank you so much for having me. It's been great chatting with you. All right, so that just about does it for this week's episode. If you would like to hear even more from Trisha about how you can stop the grumbling and complaining in your house as well, definitely make sure you check out the show notes. You can find her book at thegrumblefreeyear.com, but I'll also have a lot of additional links and materials that will be helpful for you as well there, so definitely check those out. And as always, if you have not subscribed to the Equipping Godly Women podcast, what are you waiting for? We come back here all the time to bring you tips and tricks and insights and perspective from Christian women who can show you what it looks like and how to thrive as a Christian woman and Christian mom, Christian wife, and all the things. So definitely subscribe if you have not already, and we'll see you back here again real soon. All right. Bye.